0: The pandemic, civil unrest, protest, and the road to the White House. You are listening to The John DiPietro Show.
1: J.K.L. Engineering. Folks, whether it's wintertime, spring, or summer, they'll keep you nice and comfortable in your home. Why not let J.K.L. Engineering, let them design and install a natural gas, high-efficiency carrier infinity system, energy-efficient, quiet, John DePietro, AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, dpetro.com. Folks, follow me, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. but It's all happening, but you can find the links to all my social media right at the website, right at the top, depetro.com. Same thing if you want to get in uh, in touch with me. It's uh, right there at the website, depetro.com, no eyes, D-E-P-E-T-R-O. And then you'll see where it says contact John. This portion of the program is brought to you by Rhode Island's number one garden center, PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. They have had a fantastic season right now. They have the ornamental peppers, four six inch pots, and also the fall mums and kale are coming along beautifully. Stop it and see them. PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Rhode Island's number one garden center located 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown. Uh, Right off of Route 4, they also have a a great website. It's prmaterials.shop, and you can find them on Facebook. It's PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Well, folks, the uh, Democrat convention has come to an end, and I've been tracking this all week. And now suddenly last night, other members of the media are like, who is this Michael from Rhode Island? They would run a montage. And I want you to understand the fraud involved here where this individual who I've tracked down and you can read about it at the website, topetro.com. He's actually from the town of Foster. I believe he's the electrical inspector, but um, he is not a Republican. The whole thing, this entire thing of him being on, I don't know how it happened. Uh, I wouldn't expect talking to the guy to get a real answer, but complete fraud. He's under the guise. Listen to what you're going to hear. This is what they played Michael from Rhode Island. No last name. I was trying to explain to someone, how do you know that's not an actor? How do you know if you just see it says, you know, Betty from Texas or, you know, Lori from Michigan. I was a big Trump supporter. Now I'm not. How do you know that? Who are these people? He wouldn't even use his last name. Well, this is Michael from Rhode Island. He is not. You know, I was a big, long standing Republican. I want to play it for you, but I'm not voting for Trump. No, you were never a Republican. Folks, fraud alert. He is a registered Democrat. Here's how it sounded last night. Michael from Rhode Island.
2: This year's election is very important. probably be the most important election we've had in years. I recommend strongly, based on the division in this country created by our current president, Donald Trump, we need to put somebody else in the White House that's going to bring us together. Now, let me just explain something. I've been a long-standing Republican for a long time, and I'm telling you, you got to vote for Joe Biden. You have to. I don't think we can deal with the type of person we have in the White House any longer. So it's up to you, America, and me, because in this election, I'm voting for Joe. I'm sure. I'm absolutely sure he's going to help us bring this country together once again.
1: Uh, Well, he's not a longstanding Republican. Uh, Most important election in years. In years. Uh, no, he's of the last five primaries, he's voted the Democrat primary four times. The only time this Michael fraud from Foster of Rhode Island, Pellucci, the only time that he voted was the 2016 Republican primary. And he probably voted against the president. This guy is just anti-Trump. But think of the fraud, folks. I'm Michael from Rhode Island. He's not a long-standing Republican. He's a registered Democrat. Let's hear it again. This year's election is yes. very important.
2: It'll probably be the most important election we've had in years. Yes. I recommend strongly, based on the division oh. in this country created by our current president, Donald Trump, we need to put somebody else in the White House that's going to bring us together. Now, let me just explain something. I've been a long standing Republican for a long time.
1: Long standing Republican for a long time. Fraud. Folks, check his voting record. It's right there. You could see where he votes. Now, you don't know exactly who he voted for, but in 2016, it is true. He did vote in the Republican primary, but that was it. That was the only time. Other than that, registered Democrat, and he has voted in Democrat primaries. He's not a long-standing Republican. That's a lie. I don't know who this clown is, but he lied four nights in a row on the DNC convention.
2: To bring us together now let me just explain something i've been a long-standing republican for a long time lie and i'm telling you you gotta vote for joe biden
1: he couldn't even get through this i wonder how many takes it took this fraud to try to get through it total fraud shouldn't have been there you know on the one hand rhode island had a a big week with um with the whole calamari situation i mean that that part was in fact a positive. I even asked Governor Armando about the situation with the calamari. The calamari comeback last night. I loved it. Go, Joe McNamara. I think he did a terrific job and made Rhode Island proud. Yeah. You know, that was actually not a, a bad moment. Jimmy Fallon had a really fun time with the whole calamari thing. Hold on
3: where our restaurant and fishing industry have been decimated by this pandemic are lucky to have a governor, Gina Raimondo, whose program lets our fishermen sell their catches directly to the public. And our state up appetizer calamari is available in all 50 states. The calamari comeback state of Rhode Island casts one vote for Bernie Sanders and 34 votes for the next president, Joe Biden. South Carolina.
1: <laughs> I mean, it, it was still funny, Rhode folks.
3: Rhode Island, the ocean state, where our restaurant and fishing industry have been decimated by this pandemic. i uh, lucky to have a governor, Gina Raimondo, Whose program lets our fishermen sell their catches directly to the public, and our state appetizer, Calamari, is available in all 50 states. The Calamari Comeback, State of Rhode Island, casts one.
1: <laughs> the Calamari Comeback. Hey, I give him credit. I mean, Joe McNamara, he hasn't done a great job as chairman, but forever he's going to be known. I mean, that seized the moment, got a lot of press. Jimmy Fallon even had fun with it. The Calamari Comeback. You're listening to the John DePietro show folks. Again, remember if you're ever in an accident, pick up the phone. Have you been in an accident? Did someone hit your car? Is that true? Now you need to get it fixed. If you or a friend, family member, someone's in an accident, call West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340. Four words, West Fountain Auto Body, located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence, right behind the Providence Public Safety Complex. They'll handle everything for you. If you're in an accident and the tow truck shows up, have your vehicle towed to West Fountain Auto Body. If someone hit your car, damaged your car, drunk driver, someone texting and driving, not paying attention, bring your vehicle to West Fountain Auto Body. Kenny Salvatore says, Johnny, have them call me at West Fountain. Showroom-like condition. They will repair it. Now, listen, right now, Were you in an accident? Someone listening to me, did someone hit your car, damage it? You haven't had it fixed yet? At least call West Fountain Auto Body. Ready? 401-272-3340. 401-272-3340. The original, the best, West Fountain Auto Body. You're listening to The John DiPietro Show. Serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, it's Mega Truck and Trailer Repair. Call them today, 508-336-2110. 20 for our mobile service and also ABS repairs, brakes, doors. Listen, if it's on a trailer, Mega Truck and Trailer Repair, they can repair it. Call them today, 508-336-2110. 508-336-2110. It's Mega Truck and Trailer Repair.
4: That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com.
1: If it's time for a new roof, call R&R Roofing today at 401-823-1330. R&R Roofing. Have you been thinking about getting? Maybe it's time for a that roof. Maybe it is time for a new roof. All types of shingle, flat roofs. You know, it's so important for your structure whether at home or work, you need a roof, folks. That is what keeps nothing else matters in your home. If you don't have a solid roof, call r Roofing today. All work is guaranteed. Call for a free estimate at 401-823-1330. The owner, Richard Rossi, over 40 years in business. Call RR Roofing today. Call for a free, free estimate. All work is guaranteed, 401 823 1330, fully insured, and on top of that, Angie's list, award winner, over five years in a row. Now I've met with Richard. Folks, he cares. He cares. Attention to detail. And on top of that, impeccable cleanliness throughout the job. Job site is waterproof daily. Call for a free estimate. And all work is guaranteed. That makes such a difference. R and R roofing. Now, if you're thinking of having your roof done, maybe it is time for a new roof at least call at least call r&r roofing and get a free estimate 401-823-1330 401-823-1330 for r&r roofing you can also check out their website it's r and r roofing call them 823-1330 it's r&r roofing you're listening to the john DePietro. Show folks, weekdays we start at 11, we go till 2. It's a.m. 1380, 99.9 9 FM. You can always listen online at the website tobetro.com. Well, folks, joining us right now, he is um, our law enforcement expert, retired uh, Detective Raymond pigatory Ray, I want to start off uh, this week. Uh, last night was the final night of the Democrat convention, next week is the Republican convention, and a lot of people are caught off guard that the New York City police union have endorsed president trump uh as a retired member of law enforcement i'd like to just start off and hear you know some people were surprised at that but uh, a lot of people were not based on the way that things have gone in new york the way they've been treated the way the mayor has been i'm just curious um your thoughts on that and also what do you hear uh these days from some of your uh, many friends in law enforcement
0: well john normally a uh, police union uh, stays neutral and we do not endorse, uh, a candidate, uh, whatever, whatever party they represent. So this is kind of new. Um, I, I want to say new and probably exciting that they're taking a step and, uh, putting their, uh, their, their power behind the candidate they, that they choose. Um, it is, it's, it's kind of nice that they have actually a voice out there when normally they're kept, uh, um in the background and not allowed to say anything so this
1: is new and exciting i think it's also um interesting ray that some of these politicians that actually go ahead with this movement of defund the police there's going to be repercussions the police union uh i think that's number one it's a very important vote and not only do you get i think a lot of the officers but you get their family and friends and the um you know, as much as the police, a lot of times they're quiet and they just do their job, but that's, that's a very important uh, constituency to have. As I have mentioned in the past, you know, so many times, uh, is, as much as you can't let these groups label our law enforcement, because, you know, many times that police officer, he or she, they, they end up, they're obviously, you know, they're a, uh, a father or a mother, they're a son, they're a brother or sister, but then they're also a coach or, you know, a teacher or, you know, police officers play such a dynamic role in our society. That is not a vote to take for granted.
0: No, absolutely not. Um, when, when somebody expresses the word defund the police, I remember that police officers going to work every day with the, uh, the intention of doing his job to the fullest of his capacity. And But when you have people uh, yelling in the background that they want to defund, and then you have the politicians siding with those people and saying, yes, we need to overhaul the entire system. Uh, you know, that, that officer going to work said, well, wait a minute, uh, you know, you're know, you jeopardizing my livelihood, my children's li- uh, upbringing, uh, and a- everything I'm representing, and you're looking to take it away from me because of actions of one or actions of a few. Let's, let's look at that system and see what we can do to correct that uh, to the judicial system and if there's some flaws in it, we'll take a look at it. But does arbitrarily say we want to defund police across the board and then have mayors stand behind it? that That's just in my my uh, it's just ludicrous to me.
1: Speaking of that, um, there was video that came out and it had to do with the officers out in Minnesota dealing with George Floyd and something that seemingly is consistent is obviously no one is condoning and everyone feels terrible about what happened, but it seems clear that the officers were under the impression that the suspect, the the man, George Floyd, that he, he was on drugs and, and that's his behavior seemingly was tied to that Ray, How is it for police when they arrive at a scene and and they, and by the way, it did show up um, in the autopsy that he had drugs in his system. But how does that affect when you're an officer and you arrive on the scene, and the the suspect? A lot of people times people don't realize is is acting erratic. Maybe one thing people get nervous, but but many times it it's not easy for the police. It's not every job that you're dealing with with is someone who seemingly is. Clearly and then could be, in fact, under the you know influence of some form of a drug. Well, I mean when you get to a scene and a
0: person um, is acting irrational, you know there's other things that you have to take into consideration. Is there a mental health issue here? And maybe that's when people are saying we'll have social workers uh, help with the police. Um, but you could also train the police on dealing with people that have mental health issues. Um, a person under the influence of some type of hallucinogenic drug, uh, they take on a whole new demeanor. They take on uh, like superhuman strength. So it's something that when you're going there and you're trying to assess all this is, that's taking place and you're only doing it in, in a matter of seconds um, or, or minutes, but it's you have to you know, scan your brain a hundred different directions trying to figure out what's going on and with people... Surrounding you, screaming and hollering, uh, so it, it is quite the uh, dynamic to show up on a scene like that, and 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 to deal with somebody, and ultimately find out that uh, you know the person uh, had drugs in his system. Again, that, that that's the whole uh, that that whole case. It's it's tragic. We don't condone it, and uh, it, it's going to play out in the uh, judicial system, and uh, let
1: the chips fall where they may on that one yes i'm i'm just trying to think of i mean there's um there's not that many professions that have to deal with someone who's in that type of condition obviously maybe sometimes people arrive at the hospital and they could be and there are there are people literally you know they're on drugs and that's why their behavior is acting a certain way not of the norm and actually rather erratic uh sometimes maybe someone in in a nightclub uh but but it's limited professions um maybe someone in a clerk a lot of times late at night at different times but most times people go through their normal day-to-day and they don't have to deal with someone who uh, who might in fact be on drugs um we're speaking with Raymond Pigatori our law enforcement expert Ray Steve Bannon was the uh advisor to the president and they uh grabbed him off the coast of Connecticut on a 28 million dollar uh yacht that um that would belong to someone else but anyhow with the help of the Coast Guard, this comes back to the allegations of this build-the-wall foundation that that Bannon and some others, or at least one other person, that they were, well, the four people indicted, that they were using the money on their own. In law enforcement, how often do you deal with uh, people contact and they, um, and this happens all the time with all these, you know, now online, the GoFundMe uh, campaigns that spring up or, People go around and you see someone standing there and they're collecting for uh, what you think is a charity. How often is that where um, you have to deal with uh, organizations or people that claim that they're representing organizations to raise money for a charity?
0: Uh, John, it's a it's a daily occurrence. It really is. um, There's so many scams out there right now, uh, whether it be on the Internet, um, whether it be on the phone. They're just people that are going to be uh, using this opportunity of others that are vulnerable and they take advantage of them. This this so-called scam that uh, Bannon was part of, uh, you know, he he got the people believing that he was actually going to do something on this wall, which was part of President Trump campaign. And, you know, you get those people that uh, you know, are backing a candidate that says they're going to do something and it's like, yeah, here's some money we're going to help you out. Build that wall. And all these people doing a line in their pockets and it's it's easy. It's easier than robbing a bank. You pick up a phone. You can say, hey, listen, I'm collecting for such and such a uh, fundraiser. Would you contribute it? Sure. Off goes the money. And it's... Uh, I mean, the, the guy just doesn't stay out of the spotlight. He really doesn't. And uh, why why he would do that, who knows? And Just who knows? But people made millions on on the backs of the poor, innocent, hardworking people of
1: this country. Yeah, you know, what's also interesting is a lot of times with these GoFundMe accounts that get set up, I mean, in the past, you'd have people have to either call or go in person and solicit. But you think about it with the the uh, with the Internet. I mean, someone doesn't even have to leave their their bedroom, their home, and they just set this up and then people are very gullible and go along and, uh, and start donating. It's interesting about Bannon and the other guy, the, the, the people that there really is a GoFundMe that, that started that whole thing, that they were suspicious of, of them. And then uh, the platforms that they were using. Once wow. again, it's the John go ahead, right? Well, I'm just thinking how easy it is to take money. Like you said, sitting
0: in yeah. your bedroom, hacking at the keys and you can make millions of dollars. If you have the, uh, you know,
1: the mindset to it, it's mm-hmm. crazy. Folks, uh, a lot more ahead with Raymond Pigatori, our law enforcement expert, right here on the John DePetro Show. Well, it's a challenge to run your business these days. Maybe you need to find the right type of workers. Why not let MEGA professionals find them for you? Call MEGA professionals today, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, 508-336-7801. MEGA, M-E-G-A, professionals, 508-336-7801. or warehouse workers, office workers, professionals, even those in the healthcare profession. MIGA Professionals, call them today, 508-336-7801. Again, 508-336-7801. You focus on your business, let MIGA Professionals help you find the workers. MIGA Professionals, 508-336-7801.
4: Have you been thinking about updating your website? Or, find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com.
1: A.E. Mazzica Insurance Services. Call today. Free consultation. It's Scott and Alex, 401-353-9300. Folks, A.E. Mazzica Insurance Services. Located 1529 Middle Spring Avenue in North Providence. But you can call. Free consultation. 401-353-9300. They're licensed, Rhode Island, Massachusetts, and Florida. It's very simple. They're going to help you and your family save money. And maybe it's on your home insurance or life insurance, business insurance, auto insurance, A.E. Mazika Insurance Services. Look for them on Facebook. They also have a great website. It's AEMazika.com. Call them at 401-353-9300. What about if you save $200 a month? It's like giving yourself a raise. How about that? An extra $2,500 a year, maybe even more. And also, this time of year... Make sure you're covered. Maybe it's for your motorcycle or your boat or jet skis or an RV, or an off-road vehicle. A.E. Mazika Insurance Services. Call them today, 353-9300-401, 353-9300. Let them help you save money. It all starts with one phone call. A.E. Mazika Insurance Services, 1529 Middle Spring Avenue in North Providence. Why not? Let them help you save money. Give yourself a raise. 401 353 9300. Look for them on Facebook and their website is aemazika.com. With me is law enforcement expert Raymond Pigatori. Ray, uh, some of the other um, stories in the news one is uh, an odd one in uh, a Providence firefighter was uh, charged with crashing his motorcycle into a hydrant and then fleeing the scene Uh, someone was left behind if you are law enforcement you're the police showing up onto the scene take us through you know what do you deal with when you uh, have what was obviously an accident uh there's a vehicle left but you know you have people that are injured but one of them seemingly is
0: not there First and foremost, for arriving to a scene like that, you're going to uh, you concentrate on helping the injured. And, and then once that's taken care of, uh, then it's collection of evidence. You know, even speaking with the injured party, how did you get here? Uh, were you dropped off? Uh, it was, this, was there a um, an accident scene per se? Was evidence left behind, say, a license plate or something like that? Um, and then once you start gathering that information, you just look, let the investigation take it where where it's going to lead you to. Um, for someone to leave a scene of an accident and leave someone uh, seriously injured behind, um, that that is not a person acting rational. Um, I'm not saying he was under the influence. I'm not saying uh, uh, you know anything could have happened. He could have ran out of fear, or could say he was running to get help. You know, stretching the imagination, but. Uh, to leave someone on that scene, uh, that, that is definitely uh, that is definitely a bad person.
1: And is that also, um, you know, do people start, you know, law enforcement um, checking hospitals, trying to check different places? They were able to locate him pretty quickly. And even in the, the mugshot, I think he has uh, something on his neck. Um, but it, it, it would seem um, in a situation like that, I don't know how far they're going to go. You have the vehicle, the motorcycle, you have the passenger, um, maybe some other different witnesses. And then the person's injured on top of that. As you say, it, it doesn't seem to be uh, well thought out. Someone uh, that that's a good one. They, they I was running. The, the reason I left is I went to, to find help. Yeah. <laughs> I hadn't thought of that. Uh, but but are those those sometimes the types of excuses that
0: police will get we get, uh, you know, back in the day when I was on the job, we got every type of excuse under the sun. Uh, People would say, uh, and again, I'm not saying this individual was under under the influence of any uh, narcotics or or alcohol. But, you know, I've shown up on scenes where there'd be somebody standing by the side of their car, obviously under the influence. And they, you know, afterwards, were you drinking? Uh, I didn't drink prior to this accident, but right after the accident, I got so nervous, I I started drinking uh, alcohol. Um, you know, they'll come up with every excuse under the sun, but then we can back check, you know, where they were, their blood alcohol. It doesn't instantaneously uh, get a person drunk. So you can backdate the time that they were, they were drinking. Um, but for an individual just to, again, this is horrendous to leave somebody at the scene um, be, because you don't want to get arrested because you may or may not have been under the influence. You know, let them consequences play out. But your first and foremost duty is to help out that person that's injured that was with you.
1: But um, the um, back in uh, June second, uh, it started on Monday night. Was uh, June first was a Monday night, and people started gathering outside Providence Place Mall. A flyer went out that there was going to be a night of rioting, and then into the early morning hours of um, Tuesday night, into Tuesday morning, uh, June second. There was, in fact, a, a riot downtown Providence. started outside Providence Place Mall, inside the mall. And then in the midst of that, a Providence police cruiser was set on fire. Now, there was videotape. And the FBI then put out a, uh, a flyer, if you will, or just online. They were looking for two individuals. And let's talk about uh, the first suspect that was apprehended. This is someone who uh, they clearly had on video. I think it's interesting that he had a, a shaved head, but and they have the masks on, which makes it a little more challenging. But they were able to, they did have charged someone, suspect number one. And what I find interesting, Ray, is number one, he um, they did interview the suspect, and they, they found the clothes that he had on in the video were still at his apartment on Union Street in Providence, number one. And number two, I think either him or his mother were claiming that he was trying to put out the fire that was in the police car. Let's go with um, suspect number one. I I think it's just it should be noted that there were people that seemingly knew about these individuals, but it it took the flyer and also the promise of a $10,000 reward in order to uh, get them to come forward. But... Let's talk about uh, the first suspect that even had his clothes still in his apartment and your thoughts on that. Well, money is always the great motivator to get people
0: to come forward. And obviously, when we talked about this last week, uh, with the $10,000 uh, reward that went out and suddenly uh, it got you know instantaneous almost, uh, an arrest was made on the second person. But this first person, to leave evidence behind, um, do you – people like – like, um, don't always formulate a plan. Uh, he may have been caught up in the hype of the crowd yelling and sharing and decides to uh, burn the police car and then goes home. He's not thinking, well, I wore these clothes on that night. Let me get rid of them. Let me throw them away. And that's how we were able to pick up a lot of, uh, people. Um, they don't truly think out their, uh, their plans of, uh, actions that they're going to take. And again, burning a police car, you know, you're burning the representation of, of police officers. The second individual, that statement that he uh, allegedly made about how police picked on him, all these uh, him and his uh, family members. Um, so that gives you, you know, just cause to light up a, a, a police car. You, know, you could have put the lives in jeopardy of firefighters, police officers and other spectators in that crowd. You could have put them in danger.
1: Um, uh, uh, with suspect number one, Ray, um, if in fact, that turns out, it, it certainly seems like the same person His hair has grown back. I think that's interesting. Um, they also interviewed the mother and I think she was under the impression that he said he was trying to put the fire out in some way, but, um, number one arson, if you could touch on that's a serious crime and they're certainly not professionals because, You're not even talking about like a, you know, a a dark grainy video surveillance from a store. You're talking about the lighting is, is very strong and the individual is clearly there. You, you literally watch them putting the lighter fluid onto the front seat of the police car and then lighting it. So if you could touch on the, the element, the charge of arson, and then also the fact that it was discussed with family members. The charge of Austin in itself is a part one offense Some serious
0: jail time. I'm talking years and years and years up to life in prison, depending on the, uh, the uh, circumstances. Um, so when somebody decides to go out there with a can of lighter fluid and a lighter and, and, and light something on fire uh, next time, maybe they'll realize that this is what they should be doing. And again, leaving Close behind, leaving evidence behind. Talking to family members. Yeah, family members are going to they're going to try to uh, you know help out their uh, loved one in any way they can. But uh, they should also realize that if they do uh, help an individual, they're conspiring with this individual. Obey it after the fact, but still they're helping this individual, and technically they could be charged on certain uh, offenses. So, but to leave behind. Know, there's lighter fluid possibly on the pants. They'll do the chemical test, and uh, you know they can they can also tell from uh, the splatter on on a clothes of something that's being thrown back on them. So there's a lot of scientific stuff that goes into these things. Um, it's not just walking in grabbing a pair of pants and say, this is it. You know, they'll send it down to the crime lab. They'll uh, analyze everything they have to do, and they'll let it go to its court and see what happens.
1: Now, most of the time an arson case, um, I would imagine this is seemingly not the norm. Uh, normally, if there's an arson case being investigated, isn't it normally someone who is lighting a structure uh, most of the time on fire and then hoping to like collect the insurance off of that structure? Not There, w- there was nothing gained out of this other than whatever satisfaction they had of lighting a police uh, cruiser on fire.
0: Yeah, most times arson is, uh, I'd say, you know, I don't wait a high percent of the time. It's a uh, means to make money, um, or it's a revenge. So to just light a police car on fire, was there the thought of making money? Absolutely not. Was there thought of revenge? Impossible. Um, You know, certain individuals had a a bad taste in the mouth about police. Uh, But usually arson is is for a money-making method. Um, but it also is to use in other ways to cover up a crime, uh, an additional crime. It could be used to cover up a murder per se. Uh, so there's there's various aspects to it. Um, but in this particular case, it's just uh, to 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 harm a um, to harm uh, the police's reputation out there that they're the, they're the bad people when and uh, when in fact somebody. Uh, Lighting in a car on fire—that
1: truly, they're they are the bad people. Yeah. One last uh, question: I've had people wonder, Ray, when they came out with these are the two individuals looking for it, and a ten thousand dollar reward. Some people are questioning why didn't they at first try to put out just these are the two people we're looking for, and then see if anyone bit on that, and then come back with the reward. But is is that done because? If they just put that out there with no reward, will you tell me, is that maybe because then those those two individuals, I mean, think of this. One of them's right on, one was in Cranston, the other was on Union Avenue in Providence, probably, think about it, just a couple of miles from the scene. Is that more because then they may go on the run and flee? I think That could be possibly the reason, but also
0: uh, generally something like this, when they want to put out the award, they want to send a message that they want to close this case as quick as possible. They really, really, and again, uh, it's a high profile case. Police equipment's being destroyed. uh, You know, the city's in chaos, and this is something they want to shut down as quick as possible.
1: Uh, You're listening to the John DePietro show with us, law enforcement expert Raymond Picatori. A lot more ahead right here on the John DePietro show. You want to stay as healthy as you possibly can. And one of the ways you can do that is if you stop in and see my friend Marie. At It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. You can call her at 305-3585. 305-3585. Stop in at It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. I'll bet you've driven past that old church many different times. Now is your chance to stop in. And what are you going to find? Well, Marie is so incredible. It's My Health. It helps you with your health, your family's health. Vitamins, herbal remedies from trusted companies who understand quality, integrity, local products like a kai berry, honey, maple syrup, beef fresh gum. At It's My Health at 1099 Menon Road in Cumberland, you're going to find over 250 bulk herbs, teas, and spices that can be purchased by the ounce, plus box herbs and teas. And folks, Marie is so knowledgeable. These are all natural ingredients you want to put when you're uh, put involved as ingredients when you're cooking and it's so healthy for you and your family, plus hemp and CBD products for oral and topical use. They have vitamins for children. They're going to keep you healthy. It's my health. Stop it and see Marie. Pop by 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. You can call her at 305-3585. What an incredible store, incredible selection. She is so knowledgeable. Just pop in. Swing in. It's my health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland.
4: Have you been thinking about updating your website? Do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business? Would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional who has been doing this work for 23 years? Contact Karen Etchels at InnoVast Digital Marketing. Karen will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Call Karen Etchels at 401 321 2799. That's 401 321 2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. Mega Logistics,
1: they're there to help you. Give them a call today 401 431 2300. MEGA Mega Logistics. If you have freight, you need freight, goods, Third-party brokerage, warehousing, transportation, custom freight. They have the experience. Call them today. Mega Logistics, 401-431-2300. We're speaking with law enforcement expert Raymond Figatori. Ray, our next story of these um, shootings that are happening in Providence, and especially one of the crimes, they have video, but this was... In broad daylight on uh, Prairie Avenue in South Providence, where you have um, you you have video of uh, I think it's like 11 shots. And then they have video of the person seemingly in a mask uh, running away. Take us through. You're the police arriving on the scene. What's the order of events of which you um, start to go after something like that? I mean, it's one thing you hear about gunshots at night, but. This was such a, a brazen daytime shooting. I think it was 2.30 in the afternoon. Yeah, it truly is a, a brazen uh, crime.
0: Um, and it's tragic that these young individuals are getting murdered, uh, you know, and especially it's been an uptick in, the, in this crime in Providence. Um, but it, when you arrive on scene of something like this, uh, the first thing you're going to do as a police officer is you're going to secure that scene. This way you're not having any of your evidence tampered with. Uh, Once you secure the the perimeter of the scene, then you start going inside. You'll see that caution tape. So you go inside that caution tape and you start gathering evidence. You're taking pictures. You're taking video. uh, You're identifying who the victim is. You know, and once you have this person identified, then you can kind of maybe, you know, uh, put the puzzle together per se. And does this person have any affiliation with known gang members or or people that hang with gang members. Or uh, Is this a gang-related crime? Is this a crime of uh, opportunity where they're trying to rob somebody? Um, so there's a lot of things you have to take in consideration. And then once the scene is processed and uh, evidence is gathered, then it's a matter of going out there and doing what they do best, hit the streets and uh, start talking to in- individuals, talk, start talking to informants, and um, see what uh, turns up under the rocks. And hopefully, uh, an arrest is made quick. Um, again, there's been a, an uptick. I don't know how many murders in the last few weeks, but uh, you know, one is enough. Um, when you have multiple and in a short span, you know that could tell you that something's uh, something's amiss. It could be two gang uh, fractions having a a beef with each other, or it could be you know just random at at add, you know a random case of a uh, robbery going bad. But uh, like you said, a brazen case in the middle of the day. Eleven shots fire, uh, No consideration for you know life uh, other than the individual that they wanted to kill. You know, m- multiple people could have been killed, and you know, tragically, just one at this time. Did. That-
1: Can you also touch on uh, one member of law enforcement said sometimes they know who is responsible, but they they were saying that you know, they, they, this is not a matter of you show up at their job or show up, you know, at oh, here's their home. Many of these people, they don't live that type of life as far as they can be very transient. Many times they're not employed. Um, you don't really know where they reside most of the time. There are some people, especially involved in crime, that they, they don't have a normal home and job and family that you go to. They are far more transient and somewhat like on the run. Yeah, their, their job is to
0: commit crimes. That's their job. I don't, know, I don't know how their 401k is or anything like that, but their job is to commit crimes. Uh, like you said, they're very transient. You know, they bounce from house to house. They don't have a permanent address. Um, and they're just out there um, scheming to make their, their next buck. Um, they, they do what they need to do to survive, um, and, you know, unfortunately, sometimes it's at the cost of another person's life. Um, with some of these individuals, uh, lives really have no meaning. And uh, they'll think nothing of uh, taking a person out and uh, murdering just because of some type of slight. And it, it's just it's tragic.
1: I want to just touch on the arson suspects again that, that uh, the FBI, the Providence Police working together did apprehend. There were other people, Ray, saying you know first of all imagine being one of those two individuals and then it comes out in the news and they have your there's your picture and you know that's you and there's the video and some people speculated why didn't they go on the run or you know what was their plan but someone in law enforcement told me you gotta understand those two individuals for instance they, they didn't really have the means and they don't particularly know people and it's not like in a movie where they just flee to another state or you know go out of the country they seemingly they they the way it was described to me that a lot of times these are individuals that they haven't had a pattern of making good decisions so when something like this happens they don't exactly like formulate uh, a good plan and then go on the run somewhere they a lot of times they they kind of go through with their defenses they just uh try to deny or lie and say no that wasn't me or that's not what happened or they, they, you're not talking about big masterminds here.
0: Well, I've, I, that's that's quite obvious. You're definitely not talking about uh, you know, people that born to the men's society. Um, they basically did what they had to do. And like you said, they'll sit there and deny lie and whatever it takes. Uh, their big plan is to uh, get up the next day and do what they did the day before. It's it just that. They're not masterminds of uh, grand plans that are out there. Um, So this was a crime of opportunity. They got involved in it and they thought nothing of it. Like if, Hey, if if they don't see me on the street, then I I don't exist. Uh, It it doesn't take long for police to know who they are. They're not going, like you said, they're not going on the run because they do not, they do not have the means uh, or the support system to keep them out there. And so they'll get up the next day and, do what they do.
1: And Ray, just finally, with this arson case of the riot, I mean, you have very clear video of the individuals. Uh, suspect number one, you even have the clothes he wore that night that he still has that could be held up in court if, in fact, this, this goes to trial. The second individual, both of them, as a matter of fact, I believe they have text messages from, uh, quote, former friends or friends where they're – owing up to the fact, or even talking about their involvement with it, it, it sure seems like this is a, a pretty rock-solid case. This is not a... There doesn't seem to be a lot of room to try to argue that either A, that was not me, or B, oh, no, I wasn't the one that was lighting the police car on fire. They, I would think this seems to be a pretty solid case.
0: To me, it definitely seems like a solid case. No, And that's why you build a and it's like building a house. You want to have that solid foundation. You want to have this solid uh, structure when you're building it. It's like the same thing with a case. You want to have that solid foundation because you don't want to have any cracks that stuff may fall through the system. So that's why the police, you know, they just don't uh, take it for granted when they're out there investigating. They dig deep and then they'll dig even deeper to get as much information, as much evidence as they can. So when they do go to court, it's a, it's a, you know, slam dunk. Um, the, these individuals, they can deny and they'll spend, well, actually they probably won't spend, but uh, the public defender's office will spend, uh, you know, a, a lot of money trying to defend them. And, um, you know, are they going to send their clothes out and be analyzed like the, the government is? I don't know, who's to say, but um, this is a case to me, open and shut, Take the plea, get it over with, and uh, move on with your life and do your time.
1: Folks, he is our uh, law enforcement expert, Raymond Pigatori. Ray, great job. Stay safe, and we'll talk to you again. Thank you. right now i'll bet you could use some extra cash why not sell some of your gold silver other precious metals vero industries folks over 40 years experience they will give you cash they'll buy your gold silver other precious metals call lee today at 401-434-8900 leo has over 40 years experience it's vero vero industries they will buy gold silver other precious metals old broken new silverware jewelry serving trays tea coffee sets or pieces listen why not right now sell it and get that cash that you need call leo at vero industries 401-434-8900 impeccable reputation folks they know the industry better than anyone and they'll give you what it's worth your gold silver also A buyer of individual coins, coin collections, watches, half-earring pieces, and much more. Call Leo at Vero Industries. Why not get some cash right now for that gold, silver, and other precious metals? Call Leo, 401-434-8900. Weekend, evening appointments are available to locations or at your location, their location, two locations, East Providence and Warwick. Call them, Vero Industries. 401-434-8900. Listen, get cash for that gold, silver, other precious metals you have. Call Leo, 401-434-8900. One more time, 434-8900.